What is happening? I did not do our show last week, the last one. Remember, I always do the weekly preview of the next three matchups. I really wanted to talk about Matt and Jacob because I couldn't talk about Jacob the episode before, so I did not say his name once. I, I just I didn't get to it. You know, we had no Thursday Night Football, so I had a chance to get to it. So I had no game to talk about, and I had to do it, but I was just extremely um, tired physically and mentally. And still had to work that Friday and that Saturday. And it was just like, no, I'm not really going to do it. Um, so I just never got to it. I figured, uh, whatever, we'll just get back to it. And I did get back to making our videos. I know, Dino Dan, I'm sorry. I know you're thinking, hey, man, I had all these weeks of 200-point games in a row. And now I have my worst game of the year. And you go back to making them. I will consistently stay on it for the rest of the year because I know last season as well, I would you would see like this gap from like week five. Next thing you know, it's week 12 and you're like, what the heck happened? It's just when I, my routine was always make it Tuesday when I would go to Big Air. You know, I would go to Big Air with the kids and we would go two times a week. So Thursday, I would usually jump. Occasionally, I might jump on Tuesdays. I didn't like to do too much because it starts to hurt my back, but... I mean, there's times where I'll jump both times. And also, I'm only allowed so many buddy passes. My kids have two passes. So you get like uh, 12 per year for each of them or something. So it's like 24. And we would go, you know, probably until COVID, we would go about 50 weeks. You know, there's only a few weeks we didn't go. So there would be times where I didn't want to use run out too many in a row. So anyways, the point was that I while they were there, we would be there two hours. So I would work on the video then. Well, I, since this year, we've I've had no routine of that, and I was making them on sometimes Tuesday, and it I was putting so much little extra clips in it with like a something about a player, you know, ooh, this guy did really good for this team, Cam Newton, and then I would put like his overall stats and a photo with him, and all that adds up in time, and it's like a couple times it was just like, man, you know, I'm really tired, but I love doing the videos, but at times you just you got too much where I'm like with the podcast and doing the video. And the podcast is easier because I'm just sitting down talking. But with the video and trying to do that, it was just like mentally my eyes are hurting. I was just like, no, nope, I'm going to skip this this week. And before you know it, it's three weeks in and I haven't done one. So that's why Dino. And so now what it was is that I go, if I started up while I'm watching Monday Night Football, right? Because I'm watching football. I'm not doing nothing else. I can work on the video, try to do the games that are already done. And whatever was not – was ever was still in doubt on the Monday Night game – I would just touch up and finish on Tuesday. That's what I did. So I was able to finish it tonight, hanging out after dinner. I was able to do just uh, two games. I had the other four in the books. And so I'll do it that way for the rest of the season. So I will get them. Dino, I promise you will win more games. And the the video show is more of a, like I said, I really wish I could show highlights. You know, if I could edit clips and get that. That would be something to where, honestly, if we're still around doing this 10 years from now, when the kids are older and, you know, they're probably in high school or out of high school or whatever, I will have more free time. Uh, I think I would be doing that. I think I, I might. I can get the clips off the games and just, you know, maybe just one clip per team, you know, whatever it is, their best player, having one big highlight. I would love to get that in there. And then on top of it, almost like a sports center recap, you know, <laughs> get Chris, steal Chris Berman. Chris Berman, I love, I know me and Nick always old school make fun of it, but in a good way, like a respectable make fun of it. I love doing the, 
whoop, the Chris Berman and everything on his highlight shows. I've always, him and Tom Jackson back in the day, I loved watching them. Now he's doing it with Booger. If you got uh, ESPN Plus, which I do not, I have Disney Plus, but I think there's some bundle, but I don't really care for ESPN Plus that much. Uh, so, but yeah, Chris Berman does that. So anything with him, that would be great if I can like steal some of the snippets of him and add that in the video with a highlight and then just doing some of the, uh, overall stats. That would be, that's my dream. That would be fun. And I'm not talking about my dream. Like when I retire, I'm talking just in our league for straight up fantasy. That would be my thing I would love to do. So with that being said, the video's up, we will get to the podcast. Usually what I do is I'll go over weekly recaps I guess I will if if the game is worth it or if there's something really big, I will go over it as, you know, like if something drastic happened. Uh, that game, no. This game, I'll cover it because what I want to talk about most of the time, what I'll do maybe on, on Wednesday's podcast will be more about what's happening in the league. If there's any league news, what's going on with, especially as we're getting deeper into the season, you know, we're entering week seven. So we're basically at the halfway point, and who's in playoff contention, who has a shot still. But here's one game, Steve against Elijah. This was a good one, 171. You would think of it and be like, oh, Elijah, 171. That's not that impressive. But if you go up and down his schedule, he scored 151, 169, 161. He did have a 200-point game and lost his only 200-point game of the season. 139. So 171 is his second highest scoring game of the year, and it was pretty impressive, and he lost. But if you look at Elijah's teams, only two times has his opponent not scored 200. Christian got 253. Brian got 211. Austin got 203, and now Steve got 206. So if you're Elijah, you're going, honestly, dude, I have to score 200 to win. And the only week I do, week four, I lose to Brian, who scores 211. So it can be frustrating. This season, I think for, I don't know if it's the Superflex. Like I said, if you take out the Superflex, the scores would be around 180. Remember last year, or no, it might have been two years ago. I could be wrong. But there was a time where 151 was like the league high average. So obviously we're all going over that. Take out the Superflex, it's still another position. Um, so obviously the scores will go up. I'm just amazed with the defense and the defensive players, how well they've been playing. You know, I could make an adjustment. That'll probably be in the poll. To me, it doesn't matter. Let's say we, right? Like, let's say I go, okay, that's it. Tackles are only worth one one point. An assist is half a point or something like that where you lower it, right? There is no difference that because most of us, unless you just have like uh, me week one or Eric, uh, was it two weeks ago where the 49ers were minus unless you just have like this rare situation where your defense or your defensive player was hurt or just did had terrible game most of it balances out I mean look at like Austin I think had 47 points for the Bucks, but I think he was going against Nick who had 41 with his defense maybe the Ravens I think could be I can't remember 100% but my point is that most teams are going to get that if you can get 20 points from your defense your, the overall better team will win. So I could lower it. Let's say I did lower it, right? Well, then Austin's defense would have scored 27 points and Nick would have scored 21, uh, 21 points. Does that change it? Well, that changes it from being a 200 to 200 and something or whatever, but they both are going to come down the same amount. Um, so that's why I don't think it would really matter. And with the defensive players, the way the scores had are, are set now, it 
it you don't want to favor one or the other. If you're a linebacker and he gets maybe an interception, you're going to have like a really high game. The interceptions are worth almost as much. I think they're almost equal to a touchdown. They could be five points, uh, maybe four. But it's to help DBs if you want to run DBs, cornerbacks. If we don't, because I'm in another league where we basically you can only run linebackers. We can do that um, because it it hinders you. You know, you get Aaron Donald, he can have a 33 point game or he can have a five point game. So you take the gamble. That's why I allowed it to be all defensive players because there are times I was like, hey, I want Aaron Donald. I want Khalil Mack, you know, because you know they can go out there and have a – I had Nick Bosa last year a couple games. You want the chance where the guy can go out and just have an uh, insanely high game, and you take that risk. You want that boom or bust, and defensive linemen and corners will give you that. Um, but with the tackles and strategy, a lot of corners now, I mean, look at Buda Baker. He was good last year, but he's even better this year. And that's because the stats try to reflect where it, it makes all of them balanced. You don't, because in the past when we were on NFL.com, NFL, um, website, it was totally unfavored that D, any DB was almost useless unless you had like Landon Collins, unless you got a lot of tackles and, and that was a few. It was almost useless. It's like you you had to know your guy was going to get an interception. And everyone basically ran linebackers and a few D linemen. So we tweaked the scoring to where now it kind of gives everyone the possibility to have a high floor. You could have low ceilings. You know, I had Patrick Queen 40 points two weeks ago. This week, nine points. So there's never a guarantee. That's one thing I like about it. That's why I don't really want to adjust the scoring. But... I could still put it out there next year in a poll. You know, we'll see, do we enjoy the Superflex? Are we going to keep it? Uh, do we enjoy? I mean, I like the Superflex, the fact that so many quarterbacks are important. You know, if this is a one QB league, Tua coming up, you know, it's great for Christian. It's great for someone like me who is excited to watch him play, but he's not going to move the needle in our league that much. Uh, Joe Burrow probably isn't on a roster. Well, he might. He's had four games of 25 or more. He could be on a roster. Maybe Nick would have grabbed him. But my point being, with Superflex, there's still enough quarterbacks to go around. We all have at least two, and you're allowed to to sometimes you know, if the matchup is bad, it's only it's almost better to play a wide receiver anyways. So I think it's it's improved the league. It's improved the depth. It allows also other good quality players to be drafted in the second and third round. Like we said, we had what three or four quarterbacks in the first round. We didn't see that last year. You know, everyone was going after the, the free agents that were hot or the rookies. Now you had Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Deshaun, Wat- or Deshaun Watson was kept. Who else? One other quarterback, all in the first round. So I like the super flex. I like the way the defense is. Maybe I can adjust. We I can put on the poll too. Maybe the team defense. Maybe that's a little high. We'll see. But like I said, we're all really pretty much in the same boat. Um, if you took the Steelers, maybe next year you'll draft them a little sooner unless Dino keeps them. You know, draft the right defense. Draft a little sooner. Prioritize what you think is important and build your team off that. Uh, so let's get it. Like I said, let's get to the matchup. So Elijah lost a very tough game to Steve, 206. If you look at Steve's roster too, Miles Sanders, he was on his way to having an even better game, over 20 points, but he got hurt. He finished with 17. But Julio Jones, welcome back, 38 Really big performance. George Kittle, this is what you wanted to see. That was a nice game. That was a great touchdown. A terrible attempt at a tackle by the Rams player. He'd been better if he just let Kittle get it, let him get a few yards, and then jump on his back. And if he wants to drag you, let him drag you. You'll, uh, someone else will come help you before you reach the end zone. Excuse me. My cats are going crazy. 
Hey! Hey! Who's going crazy? They see a possum that's outside and some of them are actually going, trying to fight each other to keep them away from the possum. So, Kittle, great game. And like we said, look at Blake Martinez, 36 points, right? Elijah played Adams from Houston. He had 33 points. Blake Martinez, I think, is one of the top linebackers in the league. Let me look. 20th. He's 20th overall, right? And let's see. What is Adams? Adams is 32nd. So Martinez is obviously better. If you look at 35, 27, 28, 35, 21 against Dallas, 36. So he's got really good games. Then he you know, comes back down at a 21-point game. Not bad. But that's someone you got to draft sooner. You know, there, there are a bunch of linebackers. But honestly, there's not a lot of linebackers that are going to average uh, 25 to 30 points per game. There's not. There's not. I think all of them are on teams right now. You know, there's still some guys you can go after, like a Kenneth Murray from the Chargers. You know, because he's got potential. He did. He was really good in college, and he's had some good games where he's like 28 points, 21, but then he comes down for a 17. So there's still guys who can put up good numbers, um, but not all of them are going to do that. I think, like I said, all the good linebackers for the most part are taken. So that was one game that was pretty interesting for a while. Um, Dino Dan, Mario. Mario doesn't listen, so I'm not going to cover that. I know Dino doesn't want to talk about losing, but if we look at Dino's team, I mean, Dino, this is not, this is what I'm saying is scary, right? I mean, think about it. Dino, I really wanted him and Steve to win. They play each other, and I'm excited for that game. I cannot wait to talk about that one on our next podcast when we get, that will be the first game we review for Thursday's podcast, but it is, I believe, let me check. I believe it is Steve against Dino. Let me get to it real quick. Yes. Oh, man, that's going to be so – and look at them right now. The, as of now, before rosters or waivers, the projection is 174 Steve, 175 Dino. We will see if that happens. That is exciting. Um, that is one for the ages. That is game of the week. But before we get to that, we have to cover what happened with Dino's team. Okay, we know Mario, his team, 175. Mario scored 200, I think, two times and like 190 once. We know he, he is a top six in scoring. So he's, this is not one of those freak games. 175, like we said, Elijah just scored 171. That's not a bad game. That's a, I, I have several wins in the 170s. I'll take it. That means you had guys who performed. I love Rojo. Rojo was struggling. He came out, and I think he should have been the man from day one. I hated that they signed Leonard Fournette. Um, I think we've seen the last two games without him, how good Ronald Jones is. Pass catching, he's not, he's not great. He had three drops one game. He had two drops another game. But he still caught six passes. You know, he caught two passes this last week. He still can't catch. He did work out a lot in the offseason. But his last three games, 20 carries for 111 yards, 17 carries, 106 yards. Look at these averages, 5.6, 6.2, and 4.9. And again, his best game, two touchdowns, 100 yards against Green Bay. He is legit, dude. He is right now... He's right there at the border. I mean, he's not the border. He is an RB1. He's running back 12 in our in our league. He deserves it. Um, what a great grab as he was a later pick. Um, I can't remember if he was his first or second. I think he went after Carr first. But Jones was taken a little bit later, right? And uh, I don't think Leonard Fournette was picked up yet. Yeah, he wasn't. He was still in Jacksonville. So I, you would have thought he would have gone a little sooner. But great play, great grab. And he's been very beneficial tomorrow the last three weeks. Who else was big? Travis Kelsey, 20 points. That's normal for him. Cooks, 
Man, he was on Mario's bench uh, two weeks ago, but not anymore. Since the firing and the new manager, uh, new coach, 36 points against Jacksonville and now 21 against Tennessee. He's got 21, rece- uh, 21 targets with 17 receptions the last two weeks. That is what I'm talking about. His last two games have been more than he's combined for the other four games of the season. This is what I think is going to happen with the Jets. Adam Gase is a terrible coach. He is, he is like a ball and chain, and he's holding you back. I don't know. This is a very random um, reference, but if anyone's ever seen The Adventures of Baron Munchauser, <laughs> it's a movie where it's kind of like a bunch of gang, a gang of weirdos. It's like from Britain, and it's got a lot of British acts, actors, and it's kind of an adventure type where it's like The Hobbit meets Never Ending Story. Well, anyways, there's this one guy who can run incredibly fast, and uh, he has these two ball and chains on his legs to slow him down so he cannot intentionally run around like crazy. He can't help it. Once they're off, his legs go crazy. And that's what I feel like Adam Gase is. He is everything on the Jets, everywhere he goes. And don't tell me Peyton Manning. Um, We talked about it today with Matt Rotherham on our group text. Uh, Tannehill, you know, he, Tannehill still succeeded at times despite Gase. I was talking with Eric a few weeks ago about this when we were watching the game and Gase gets credit. His job is, a lot of his jobs have been based off this offensive genius because of what he did with Peyton Manning but Peyton Manning probably took anything he said and would roll with it and if he didn't like it we all know Peyton called his own plays and audibled it he got Gase all these jobs and I don't know why the Jets hired him I remember when he got fired from the Dolphins and he got hired so quick with the Jets I was just like why what what did he do that that deserves this you know, Marvin Lewis has a much, and I'm not a huge Marvin Lewis fan. I do like the fact that he took the Bengals from crap and at least made them relevant and enjoyable for many years. Uh, but then eventually he's he's like Fitzpatrick to me. This is my thing with Fitzpatrick. See, one thing snowballs into another thing with me. But Fitzpatrick is, he's putting up great numbers. I'm not saying he's not. He can. His career numbers are really good. I don't believe he's ever made the playoffs. He's had some decent teams and not made the playoffs. The Dolphins are 3-3 three and three because he's played well enough, but some of his numbers get really jacked, uh, inflated. The Buffalo Bills game, he did he was terrible. He did nothing until the game was out of reach. Then he put up a score and then another score to make it look closer than it was. And that's what he's always been with Tampa. Remember, he had, oh, the, he had three games they were talking about. Someone shared that stat. Three games, in, first guy in NFL history to have three games of 400 yards or more. Yeah, but that Tampa game against Pittsburgh – he was terrible when they were still in it, the Steelers last year on that Monday night game. I remember that because I played him in fantasy. He was terrible, and he put up numbers uh, later when the game was out of reach. And then he would get pulled, remember, with Winston. And then he'd come in for Winston, and he'd play great because Winston was bad, and he had nothing to lose. When he has nothing to lose or the team is 2-8, uh, and eight, he plays outstanding. When you are 3-2... and two, or two and three like they were last week. He was and he should have beat the Jets, right? Ooh, revenge game. He's played for the Jets. He's got revenge games with half the league. Um, he was he wasn't good. He had three touchdowns. I don't want to hear. Oh, he had three touchdowns. His one of them was off an interception returned almost to like the twenty, and it was an easy setup. So that was one. And the other two were set up by um, Gaskins. Gaskins rushed for like fifty yards in the first quarter. They would get down in the red zone, and uh, he's good at this. Uh, Fitzpatrick's good at this. Oh, I'm, I'm near the red zone. Oh, I can hand off. No, no, no. I'm not going to hand off from the two. I'm going to do a, a no no running back, you know, empty empty backfield. 
and just quarterback sneak it, right? Or do a quick slant and get the touchdown. And it works, but the running the running the ball works as well. But the numbers look like, oh my gosh, he had three touchdowns. Well, he had two picks, and the touchdowns were not great bombs. He missed easy man. He didn't convert any third any third downs all day. Uh, so to me, that's why I'm watching that game going. I thought he was going to have a big game, and he didn't. And I'm like, here it is again. Now, do you want to wait for him to play a bad Rams defense or a good Rams defense and say, hey, he surprised us? Or are you going to go, you know what, he couldn't move the ball against the Jets? And I know it's one week. You can't take it, but that's been his career. That's been – I've seen him as a Bengal fan. We've seen him with the Jets when he had Brandon Marshall and who else was there? He had two really good receivers, remember? Or with, uh, yeah, when he was with the Jets. He had 2,000-yard receivers. They did really well. Um but they never win playoffs. He's always he's like the Jeff Fisher of quarterbacking. Only he actually puts up good fantasy numbers. Uh, so, anyways, so with um, back to to Gase, the whole thing is yeah, Gase holds everyone back, and I wonder how good Le'Veon Bell's going to do. I know he's older; he's not as quick as he was. But let's see how well he does with KC. You know, uh, I'd love to see Chris Herndon get. I'd love to see Gase fired. Anyways, look at oh man. See, I get, I hate when I do this. I didn't plan on this. I apologize. You know, I'm sorry for this. So let's get back to this. I just like to talk about things sometimes to be, because it's just I share it and it's on my mind, and then I just want to share the next point that you know everything is um, five degrees from Adam Gase or whatever it is, and everything reacts and touches it. Uh, but firing um, what's his name Butchin from the Texans. I can't remember his name right now. It Bill O'Brien firing him. Uh, since he's gone, look at the, the offense has gotten better. You saw Jacob mention it in, in our group text. Oh, can you imagine if he had, you know, DeAndre Hopkins back? What if Hopkins was there and Bill O'Brien was fired? Would Oh, my gosh. Would this offense be even better? Would they have just put up 50 on the Titans? We don't know. But that being said, Cooks is back. And that's a lot to talk about just to tell you Cooks had a big game for Mario. Both defenses, 23, 24 points. They're even. Buda Baker outplayed Hicks. That was a shock. I thought usually linebackers play better, but because of how well Baker's playing and the way the stats are, you can have safeties and DBs outperform linebackers, and that's what we want. You know, it's a, you got to take a chance sometimes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's what we want. So Dino, Chase Claypool, good game, 18 points. What killed him was the game would have been a little more respectable. I'm, you know, everyone, this is your team. You make your call. Dino, I think you probably felt like, you know what? Andy Dalton's not going to do crap. I think uh, Dalton will be okay. And maybe it'll be a CeeDee Lamb game. Or maybe it'll be a Gallup and Schultz game. Maybe it'll be a lot of Zeke Elliott game. Uh, and you bench Mari Cooper, you know? And I can respect that. If you Remember, one thing you always do is we do talk about when you're trying to decide between a receiver who has the better quarterback and who has the better opportunity? John Brown has the better quarterback as of now, and he has better opportunity. And John Brown has had really good games. Look at he had a 19-point game, an 18-point game. Then he was injured, came back, injured, and came. that KC game. I don't know what happened. He played 96% of the snaps, only four targets. I don't know what happened. I don't think that's going to be permanent. I think that was just a bad game. But had he had uh, not had a goose egg from Brown, and maybe Cooper was in. This is a much closer game. It's like a 165 to 175. That being said, Goff really struggled, which was insane. I know the Niners D is good, but it was just Goff. Cup dropped that touchdown. Watching that game, Goff did not look like he was just in any kind of rhythm. I mean, from the first drive, he was throwing the ball five yards over guys' heads, 
It never seemed to get going. Um, the play calling on, on every offense and defense I didn't like. I really thought they should have – you run, run, run on the Niners and you get all the way to the, like the four-yard line and then you pass, pass, pass. I didn't get it. You should have just kept running, man. I don't care if it's three straight run attempts. Goff wasn't feeling it. Cup was dropping the ball. Get uh, Henderson or Brown in the end zone. That could have been the difference in the game. But Goff didn't play well. Aaron Jones was game scripted out of it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a terrible game. It really affected Eric's team, and it really affected Dino Dan, who lost Cook. I mean, these things happen. This is why it's so hard to have an undefeated season, and we might never see it. You know, I really hope we do see it, but we might not see it because injuries. Dino Dan, uh, Jacob and Dino Dan have the two biggest depths. You know, they have the most team with depth at this present time. I think my team had a lot of depth to start the season. Uh, Sanders, I traded Sanders and Eckler. I had enough players where I'm like, I can afford that. Then Barkley goes down. You know, then Godwin and Adams went down. Uh, lose Dak Prescott, who's averaging like 45 points a game, goes down. Uh, so I don't. I have no depth now. So any more injuries, like I said, some of us don't have the luxury. Dino Dan can have Cook get hurt and still have Aaron Jones, for the most part, will still be good. He still had 13 points, but that game flew out of nowhere, and he and that was just an off game. Aaron Jones, we know, will be back after this. I don't hold any stock into that game. That was just terrible. I don't think Rodgers is going to play like that again. Mike Davis, who had been great, he got banged up a little and was able to still fight through the game and grab a touchdown, but he had a 23-23-30 and then a big letdown where I thought he would have a bigger game against the Bears. That's another one that hurt Dino. So it was just the perfect storm. You know, Dino Dan, he had uh, Hollywood Brown didn't do anything. Cup dropped a touchdown. I mean, just think about it. If Cup gets that touchdown, Dino Dan might go, hey, you know what? The game's a little closer. Uh, Let's forget Hollywood Brown. Let's just say Cup gets that touchdown, right? So now he's at 12. Cup might get more. The game could go further. If the Packers don't fall apart, maybe Tanya gets more. And then he keeps in Amari Cooper. He might win that game. He So you look at it, he could have won the game. So tough loss for Dino. Big win for Mario at 4-2. and two. Now you look at the teams right now as we go through the playoffs. Remember, six teams make the playoffs. So we're looking at it. This is what, like I said, let me see. Were there any other games to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I did the video. Jacob, I think, let's see Jacob. I want to see something on Jacob's team. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. That's one depressing thing, for real. Jacob missed his 200-point game. How great would that have been if Jacob could have kept it going and actually got to 13 games of 200 points or more and still not had an undefeated season? I mean, that's insane. He's still 195 points, for crying out loud. Almost 196. He's on pace. Now, this is a uh, super flex league, so if it stays like this from season 10 on, we'll be, you know, we got to put... Not asterisks, but kind of a new hold on it. The first nine seasons, we still have the record for the highest scoring. Those awards were given out, and they are stamped for league approval, right? Eric and Dino still had the highest scoring game in league history. That does not go away. This is a whole new thing. So now, at the end of the season, up to now, I think the highest scoring season we have was Christian, I think, season two. That's still in there. It would be a whole new set of records where you would go kind of like, it's always going to be looked at unless we go back then this then this season if we go take away the superflex by votes if anything changes then we would put a uh, asterisk on just season 10 as hey take you know that was great but that's not the all-time highest scoring that's not the all-time best average blah 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 um, but i i'm really going to always keep pushing for superflex i like the way the league is now 
And if that's the case, Jacob is well, well, well on the way of becoming the highest scoring team. Sorry, sometimes I laugh when I look at these because I get so excited. I think it's so funny how in how it's like beyond it's like Jacob's team is playing rookie on on Madden we're playing all Madden except for Dino Dan and Steve they're also uh way up there Christian as well you know like I said there's the four the four heads of Mount Rushmore right now and then you got a couple guys with Jacob and my or uh, Mario myself and Brian still trying to squeeze in there um to get ourselves we want to be on that that four-headed Mount Rushmore Mount Waterman um stones but anyways, looking at Jacob's schedule, yeah, 201, 232, 263, 214, 214, and 195. What's funny is if you look at Jacob, he he's had the last, this is the first team to not break 200 on him the last three games. He had actually lost two in a row, scoring 214. So big win for Jacob this week. Uh, he continues to be just electrifying. Um, let's look at the scoring right now. Right now, I believe Jacob, yeah. This this is from this point on, this is what I wanted to do. I know it took, how long are we into the podcast? 29 minutes. I wanted this to be a 20-minute podcast where we just talk about things that are happening in the, the, the week. 29 minutes in, and I'm finally getting to what I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Hopefully, you like the podcast and you don't care that I go over or I talk about random sports facts or de- things that I like to debate with. Excuse me. If you do like it, cool. Let me know. I'll keep. I'll just ramble sometimes. If you say, "Hey, you know what? Don't ramble. Just keep it to the league." I will definitely clean it up. I will keep my opinions out of it, unless it's result relating to our teams. But when it comes to things like gays, like head coaches or players in the league, I will trim it back and cut that out. Um, so, looking at the top scoring teams, you got Jacob at one thousand three hundred twenty-two. Through six games. Let's do the math on that. I did not write this down. Usually 1,000... What was it? Oh, man. Now i got to go back and look. 1,322. 1,322 divided by six games. He is averaging 220 points a game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. At this pace... He is expected to score 2,000. Now, we know it can change because he's going to have guys on bye weeks or injuries or blah, blah, blah. But he's on pace to score 2,860 points. The old one was 2,300 and something around that. So if you get break 2,400, that's the old one. Now, if he does finish with 2,800, heck, he can score more. That's what his average is. Right, that's just if he averages two twenty per week. He has scored two sixty three. I am really hoping someone breaks three thousand. That would be really cool, Mister Three Thousand. We can make our own movie. Uh, unfortunately, we can't involve um, what's his name. Oh, I can't believe I forgot his name from the movie Three Thousand. He passed away. Oh, Bernie Mac. God rest his soul. Yeah, he passed away, so we can't use Bernie Mac from the movie Mister Three Thousand. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's just unheard of. Those are incredible numbers and that is more than just a super flex that is an incredible well drafted team contract league he got murray drafted connor murray right now is qb1 overall connor is 17 so he's a rb2 robinson is seven for the season now robinson struggled the last few games but he's still rb1 his only downside if you look at it is probably uh beckham who still has had a few good games and that's that's a good team if your weak point is Odell Beckham. Yeah, so anyways, back on to it. So Jacob's got 1,322. 
In second place is Dino Dan with 1,228. Let's look at Dino Dan's team on his schedule. We know week one. I'm not going to hold that against him because he, he drafted well, but it was you know the first game. He did not do any moves. Since he made the moves, he went to 241, 196, 250, 239, and then 141. So we are all due those, those ones. We Dino cannot... And should not have another bad game. I think that was just the, like I said, the perfect storm. I can't see. Hopefully Dalvin Cook comes back. I know they're on the bye week. So after the bye week, hopefully Dalvin Cook comes back. I want all of our teams at full strength. You want the best team to. Uh, now, at, as long as he comes back before the playoffs, Dino's cool. You know, you want him back at least a few games to get in rhythm. Um, I know he wants him now. I'm not speaking for you, Dino. I'm just saying. You don't want to be where, oh, the playoffs are here, and you don't have Dalvin Cook. You know, it's like you don't want to lose Jones. You need your guys. And so, but that's, I mean, that's a juggernaut right there. That's another juggernaut. Dino Dan as well, I think he had these two bad games here. He can easily get a couple 250-point games, and he can he's in contention for 3,000. Yeah, he's right there, 12, 1228. Jacob's at 1322. So less than 100. He's less than 100 points away from Jacob. And he's got 5 and 1, first place in his division because he's 3 0 division play. And Christian, now see, there's the fun part is remember, they only played one time. So that game did not mean, oh, you hold the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker will come down to anyone who plays two, two games against each other. Christian and Dino won't. They just go heads up one time, and that was it. And Dino won it. So he is 3-0. Christian is 2-1. Division play. I know Dino's probably going, hey, man, I need Christian to lose at least two to give me some breathing room uh, because you really want to get that bye week. If you get that bye week, it is huge, huge to not have to win the first round and not have to, to win the second round. You are one game away from the final, and there's nothing like that. When you're in the final, dude, it's like you're just like, okay, I'm going to study. I'm going to get my team set. You really hope you do your best. And it's so exciting to sit there and and every game. I mean, you hope you got prime time. You hope your team is uh, not resting starters. You know, you want to get everything in contention. And so getting that bye week is gigantic. It is tough to win. I mean, you saw Elijah do it. He won two to get to the final, but he didn't win all three. We've only had a couple. We've had a couple, you know, since we went to 10 teams. We've only had a couple um, wild card teams make it all the way through. So obviously it's possible. Like we said, the hottest team can do it. But it is, you know, hey, get that bye week. That's all I can say. So Dino Dan wants it. We know uh, I'm 5-1, and one, but right now I am further back. I'm not going to even talk about myself because Christian is right behind Dino Dan at 12,007. So, and... Uh, I'm not going to get into all this. Who who can do this? Who can do that? I mean, I'm talking about like, I'm not even going to talk about playoffs. Playoffs are far away. I mean, I'll talk about teams in it, but I'm not going to talk about what can happen, blah, blah, blah. That's a waste of time. Um, it's not, we're not even close to it yet. But Matt Ryan, I mentioned it on the video. When Julio Jones plays, Matt Ryan is averaging 37 points per game. Three games average 31 or 37 points per game. Without him, he's not even breaking 20. That says that Julio – now, Matt Ryan is still that gifted. He's good in that offense. But he – with Julio, man. And then you got Calvin Ridley and you got Russell Gage and you got uh, Hayden Hurst and you got Todd Gurley. Really solid offense. The The Falcons in real life should be like, what, 
four and two. I mean, they really let some games get away from them. They could easily be four and two. So big for Matt Ryan. Christian, he's got, let's see, what's his running backs? He's got Melvin Gordon, who will be back, but we'll see if he actually plays. He's hurt. Ingram, not 100%. That is Christian's one Achilles heel, is his running backs. Kareem Hunt's great. They struggled while they were playing at Pittsburgh. The Steelers' defense, and you know, Melvin Gordon had that lucky touchdown at the end to at least get him to 15 points. But for the most part, if you're, and then Miles Sanders, he had a big game because he had that big 78 yard t- catch. So unless you get one big play, for the most part, Steelers' D will shut you down. And we saw that, excuse me, with Kareem Hunt. I expect Hunt still, as long as Chubb is out, Hunt will be an RB1. He will be the man. And that really helps Christian for the next three weeks, possibly more. Depends how long uh, Chubb is out. But Edmonds, he did not play well. Hopkins did what he needed to get Christian the victory uh, in a low-scoring game. But the game of the week, if you looked at our video on Facebook, definitely game of the week. Uh, that was exciting. That made Monday night uh, way more. But Kaseki, see? Man, Kaseki again, I, I dropped him twice. I just can't trust the guy. You know, next week... He could go off for 30 points again, or he might not. Calvin Ridley, the four horsemen combined this week for less than 60 points. I mean, they're, when they're on the season, his Christian's four horsemen are averaging 80-plus, you know, somewhere in the 80-plus points per game mark. And this week, they didn't even uh, total really 50 combined. So this was a, a week where you can catch Christian. And this I'm not going to talk about it, but that's what can happen in the playoffs. That's why you want the depth. That's why I always say, just get in the playoffs and you don't know what can happen. You know, uh, if I'm Brian, I know he traded Michael Thomas, but if you are anywhere near uh, two and four, Matt, Matt Rotherham, I know his team scoring-wise is not up there in the upper echelon. But if you're two and four, you're looking at three and four, you know, you try to get a victory here and there. If you can sneak into the playoffs... We've seen it year in and year out. The best team does not mean they will win. That's why you want the buy. You don't want that first round upset. I've had it where I was the second best team in the league, but I lost the division in Jacob. I had to play the first round, and I lost to Brian. You know, you don't want to play those first round games, regardless of how good your team is throughout the season, because all it takes is one bad fumble. You know, Ezekiel Elliott performance, like it was last night. And you're like, really? You know, I did all that. I was, you know, nine and four. Eight and five, whatever it is, and you're one of the top teams, and and you're gone. It's done to a six and seven team. You know, last year ten and three, lost to Elijah six and seven, four game difference in in, uh, in the overall standings, and he beat me. So it's tough, and so that could happen. You you know you can catch a week. This is why to me, this is just my personal opinion. You could take it or leave it for what it is. For me, running backs are always more valuable if you make the playoffs. Last year. Barkley, Henry, although Henry in week 15 didn't have a good game. Um, but in in 16 and 14, he did. Miles Sanders, he went for 40 uh, week 14 or week 15. I didn't play him. That's why I know he went for that much, 40. The running backs, as the season goes on, get better and stronger. And defenses take away the deep pass. They've seen what you've done for half the year. They start to, to tighten down. Uh, teams, when they get the lead, want to try to control the clock like the Raiders do all year. Uh, the Raiders are in that mode all the time. But you see it, and if you don't believe me, look up the stats. Look at Christian's team when they were he was 8-2, and, and then he lost three straight and made the playoffs and lost in the first round. 
he was one of the highest scoring teams. It was because he had Hopkins and Hill and all those guys. And if a defense double teams and takes them away, they got to either rely on someone else or the running game. And so that's why you got to have the running backs. So if Christian can make a move, we talked about this before, you might see Christian make a move if he feels he has a legit chance to get that bye week or maybe when he does. He's top four in scoring. Like I said, if I'm going up and down, I'm going Jacob, number one, Dino, one, or Jacob, one A, Dino, one B, Christian, three, and Steve. Steve might even be above Christian. You know, let's go over Steve's team now, right? I'm, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm covering what's going on with the different teams so you can hear where everyone's at because it's easy to just look at it. I mean, unless you're already doing this. Some people don't have time for this. That's why if you can take 30 minutes out of the day and listen to the podcast, I can try to catch you up on what is happening stat-wise. Look at Steve's team, 221, 182, 199. And now remember, he traded Derrick Henry after week two, right at week two, and then I lost Barkley. But even without Henry and without Eckler, you know, he still put up 199, 216, 161 last week, and then he won again with 206. This is with Sanders getting hurt and no Eckler and no Henry. I mean, his his team is really, really good. So one, two, three, almost four, 199.26, almost four 200-point games. 200 is the magic number, but we've seen multiple teams lose when scoring 200. So you're not going to say 200 and you got a victory. But it is, it is insane to see the numbers being put up. As you go to Division B and we see Steve at 5-1, and one, you got only 50 points behind him, give or take a few, is Mario at Ladies and Edelman. Mario doesn't listen, so I'll still just fill you in on information. I won't talk about him that much. But I know he just cut Daniel Jones, but Rojo is playing outstanding. I think he's that's his job. I think Fournette might come in and get some carries once in a while, which could hurt him. But I still think if, if the team is smart, ride Rojo. Uh, Crowder, first time all season, he did not have 100 yards in a game. Um, still good game. Still seven catches. Had 11 points. Not bad. On the season, he's wide receiver 23, but I believe that's only because of injury. Take four games where he had 33, 23, 32, and 11. That's wide receiver one. That is easily within the top six wide receivers, but he missed two from injury, so the numbers are kind of thrown off. Crowder's been good. Boyd's been consistent. Kelsey is Kelsey. Cooks, welcome back. That is a great addition. Cooks is doing excellent for him. Hicks, and that this is with Russell Wilson and Derek Carr in a bye. And don't laugh at Derek Carr. He's still an, he's still a QB too, but he's got three games of 23 points or more, including a 36 point against that Chiefs defense that just shut down Josh Allen, who's one of the top quarterbacks this year. So he had some guys on buys, and he still went out there. And look at Schobert on his bench. The guy everyone makes fun of. Still, 34 points. Schobert is just racking it up the points, man. 22, 26, 23, 17, 11. Terrible game against Houston. But then Detroit, welcome back. 34 points. So looking at, at his team, would would he cut Jones, right, because he's got Wilson and Carr. So let's say you go Wilson, Carr, Edelman, get out of there. So he'll put Cooks in Edelman's spot because Cooks is playing great. So let's say Cooks gets about 19 a game. Carr gets about 20 a game. Kelsey, Boyd, Crowder, Rojo. Who's his other running back? That might be something. Here's another guy Mario might be looking to trade. He will get Chubb back. That's hurting him. When Chubb comes back, 
So Mario just has to go, hey, he's one of those teams where I say, get me in the playoffs. I can beat anyone. If you put Chubb with Rojo and Russell Wilson, honestly, honestly, if you had to play that in the first round, are you feeling confident? I know Jacob putting up those numbers. I bet you Jacob would be nervous. I can't speak for Jacob, but I bet you Jacob would be nervous because he would be like, hey, I've lost here before like this. I've been the best team and lost in the playoffs, you know, to a a team that was inferior throughout most of the year. We've all been there. So that's the point is I really think that Mario has a shot to win this once Nick Chubb comes back. Even without Chubb, when you get Russell Wilson, who can be in some shootouts, and you got Carr and Kelsey, like I named them all, right? Thompson's his weakness, but once he gets Chubb back, or if, I mean, we never know. Mario can say, hey, I really like Zeke. Hey, I really like Christian McCaffrey. We know, although Brian might not trade Zeke, depends on, we'll cover Brian's team in a second. But how you can make these trades, I would not be shocked. Somebody, remember, Jacob already has a potential second round pick gone. We don't know. It depends. He can't trade that second round pick. I know Jacob has it, but Jacob cannot trade that second round pick because there's a condition on his fifth round pick. If he wins a championship, that fifth goes to the second. Therefore, he cannot trade the second until it would be in the offseason because he would know whether or not he won the championship. So Jacob's got no second, no fifth. I, I thought he traded his fourth. So he's going to have to either give up his first and go, I'm all in, right? And he's going to hurt next year. But he does have Kamara under contract still. He will have some contracts freeing up to keep some of these guys he's trading for. Uh, unless they have to – CMC and Zeke have to reenter the draft. So you can't keep them. So you got to take a chance when you trade for them. That being said, I would not be shocked if you see a team like Mario or a team like Christian uh, jumping in. You will not see me. Um, I made some inquiries about different players throughout the league, and several people have told me with whatever I ask, uh, it's got to be a first-round pick. I've made it clear from day one, I have two first-round picks. And for the first time in 10 years in this league, I am not trading my first-round pick for anything. Next year is too too valuable, too much uh, to draft. I will have Barkley. If Barkley was still here, I would say maybe I would trade one because I could be like, can you imagine getting Zeke? Or I mean, I had Zeke already, but having Zeke and Derrick Henry and uh, Saquon Barkley – and maybe Christian McCaffrey or any, you know, offering that first round pick. And get, I mean, you can build a dream team. And like I said, running backs are so valuable the second half of the year. So can you imagine doing that? That would be the only enticing thing. But Barkley's gone. So I have no desire to do that. Um, so I will not be involved in any any of those guys. You will not see Zeke or McCaffrey or Chubb or any, any top back um, on my team unless it is for uh, some kind of other deal. That being said... I could see Mario or Christian. I could see Brian. Brian could make a move. Brian could say, hey, Austin, what are you looking at? Or who knows? I just think that there will be some deals made because you have to remember only certain people can make it. Dino Dan has no first-round pick. He's lower. He's His draft capital is very low now. Um, Jacob, he has the first. He'd have to, you know, you'd have to give him something good. But if he's given up the first for some of those players I mentioned, he's not going to have them next year. So if you if he looks at it and goes, dude, I got, you know, or maybe if he suffers an injury, let's say Kamara goes out. If I'm Jacob, I would do that. I would say bye-bye first round pick. You know, it's going to be probably 12th overall because I need that, that 
Zeke. I need that McCaffrey. I need that MVP that can, you know, when Austin won this first championship, he got that trade for Gurley. And Gurley won him the championship. You need sometimes those players late in the year, those top elite running backs or elite receivers that can carry you to the title. So I can see a scenario like that playing out. But that being said, it's going to take a lot. And maybe, you know, maybe Jacob doesn't need, or yeah, Jacob doesn't need to. Dino doesn't need to make a trade. I'm just saying right now, Dino, Christian, Christian, like I said, could make that trade. And I think he would jump up there with, uh, with uh, I mean, if Christian gets any of those players, he would jump up there with top three. I think to overtake Jacob and Dino, that's going to be hard. Even if, even if you take Christian's team and get Christian McCaffrey, right? Let's say that happens. That's a great move. But don't forget, Jacob has Michael Thomas. Don't forget, Dino Dan has Aaron Jones, who is elite and is a running back in a cold city the second half of the year. I would be one of the guys trying to get Aaron Jones. He's got, we'll see what happens with Melvin Gordon. He's got Philip Lindsay, who for now could be a solid back. And they're going to lean on the run because Locke is not playing great. He will have Cook back. So you already have two elite running backs. Dino doesn't need any more. You know, he's got the receivers. He's got, I mean, he's got so many different weapons and pieces that he doesn't need to make any moves to, to adjust. Dino's in the top two and will always stay top three regardless. And he's got so much depth, he could survive an injury. And as we talked about with Jacob, he's got the Robinson brothers. His other running backs, Kamara. Now, I don't love, I mean, that's that's the one thing is his running back depth. He's got Kelly, you know, as long as Wichbacalt's out, he's, Kelly is still going to get some looks, but I don't know who the main back is there. If it's going to be Jelly or J- uh, Jackson, both of them got a lot of touches against the Saints that one game. But you throw in Kamara, Robinson, Connor, there's depth right there. There's three good running, actually an elite running back and two really good running backs. You got Robinson. Odell, he could pop Odell in the flex or Connor in the flex once uh, Kamara's in. That's insane, dude. That's really good. And then you got Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. That's tough. That's tough, man. And and he could still lose. We saw this last week. He scored 195. Now Kamara was on a bye, so I will give him that. But he could have played um, – who? Who had 200 this week? Yeah, he could have played Steve – he could have been out in that 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 first round if he doesn't get the first round by, or in the second round if they went heads up. You know, so I mean, it yeah, it's possible. It's possible. You you don't want to get caught at that week, and and I think the team with the better running backs and the better receivers with better quarterbacks are the ones who are really good. At, and I think uh, the teams we talked about have those. Christian's only weakness, even then, he still has good running backs. I mean, they're not bad. Kareem Hunt and Melvin Gordon, they're not bad. With his four horsemen, I'll I'll pick him to beat anybody with those guys. So I'm really excited. As you can tell, I am really excited for the playoffs. Where I don't want to rush through it though, because football comes and goes so fast. And I I take a you know a month off and then I get into baseball. And this year we had to take more than a month off with COVID. But uh, and I'm and uh, like I keep pushing. I'm going to have basketball. I am going to do a, a dynasty basketball league on on this app. I already have Mario and Matt in it. Brian will be in it. We just need a few more. But anyways, um, so yeah, let's get to the last point before I go. Oh my gosh, what is it? 51 minutes. Man, I can talk and I don't even realize the time. So 
as we get down to this, we know Eric is, is looking for next year. Eric right now, if you want to make a move, you could get anybody off of him, right? He'll trade anyone. I don't know if he would trade Aaron Rodgers, but for the most part, you want Juju. He's under contract. He could split that with. The good thing about Juju is if you, if you look at him, you go, okay, 24 points, 16 points. He's had some good games. The last two games, he hasn't been targeted. Claypool's been getting it. That's not going to continue. I mean, if it does, I'll be shocked. I can't see a guy with Juju's talent going getting four targets per week. That was game script. They took him out. Claypool continues to play well. If they keep teams keep leaving Claypool open and Connor, no one takes Connor, that's going to continue to happen. And they're going to continue to lose. And I don't see teams doing that. I see defenses adjusting and Juju having big weeks and Clay having big weeks. Juju's on a four-year contract and he's in year two, which means if you trade for him, you only have two years of the contract, right? You don't count last year. You don't count the season you're in because it's already going to be halfway through. You're not going to count that, right? It's not like you have to have him under contract this season. Why would you? You know, that was one of the polls we voted on. Uh, It makes no sense to go, oh yeah, the contract counts. If he gets cut, you can pick him up. What's the difference? You will have two years on it. You might even be able to work a deal where... Eric eats one year and you eat one year. So you'll have them for just next year and that's it, right? And then Eric just has that blank contract and it can expire. So you can see trade for Juju and make that deal work. Justin Jefferson, although that, at this point, the ship has sailed for Justin Jefferson if you want him. Uh, He, I mean, you still could, but if I'm Eric, I'm holding on to him. I'm not trading him, but I guarantee you if you want, it's going to cost you. I got to see at least a second, possibly first. You can wait, and then as he continues to do more damage like he has been, you're going to be like, all right, now I have to give up a first. You know, I, I did kick the tires on Jefferson, and I, I couldn't get him for a third. Had to be a second. Um, or maybe, I, maybe no, I think it's got to be at least a second. And I don't have a second, and I wasn't giving up a first, so that was the end of that deal. But you could get Jefferson for something like that. I would hit up Eric because he's 0-6, you know, and so we know that he's having the fire sale. Um, don't let contracts with any of these guys. If you're looking at Nick, let's go to Nick's team. He's 1-5, one in, one in you know. Who does he have under contract? He's obviously going to keep a layer. You know, you can try to make a deal for him. Um, I tried and got shot down. I thought I made a pretty solid offer got shot down. Uh, but he plans on keeping him. You can go for Thielen. I think this is the last year on his deal, so you won't keep him. But Mark Andrews, I thought he had done two years. But remember, with contracts, don't let that stop you from trades because you can, with the way we have it now, remember we voted for it and it passed in flying colors. Uh, you can have a contract broken, divided between two teams, right? If it's a four-year deal, you're cutting out, you know, it depends. Like right now I have Barkley and that's a four-year deal. You would, you would... I'm not trading him, but I'm just saying, like, let's say, uh, look at someone who just signed, someone who just went on a long-term deal. Let's pretend uh, at I just put Barkley on this year at four years. I could trade him to you, and I could eat two, and you can eat one, right? You would just have Barkley next year when he came back, or if you want more, but you wouldn't have to take on all of it. So don't let the long contracts uh, scare you. They can always be worked around. You can always find deals for them or make them fit, you know? So I do expect some movement. Austin, I don't know. You know, Austin's won two games in a row and without Christian McCaffrey, you know, and he's putting up solid points. The Bucks, Jalen Smith, Fitzpatrick's gone now, so we'll see what he does because Cousins, Cousins even in a bad performance had 35 points. Uh, so 
I mean, he's that's with Darius Leonard, Christian McCaffrey, and Tariq Cohen all out. He has won two games in a row. So I don't know. I don't know where Austin's at right now if he's going to sell. You know, uh, he could easily get on a winning streak here. Elijah, he will sell. You got to have to talk about it. Mixon, uh, Mixon, and David Johnson. I don't know anyone who's rushing for either of them, but if you did, they're on their last year of their deal. So if you trade for them, don't expect them too long. Uh, Galladay is a free agent. He'll probably keep him. So going, you can go through teams. Always look at the contracts. Always ask me if you're curious. I will look it up and let you know. But if the playoffs started today, you got myself. You got Jacob, you got Dino, you got Christian, you got Steve, and Mario. It is the top, top six teams in scoring. As of right now, we have no, uh, you know, Dino Dan at one time for being the best at being doing the least, uh, the lowest scoring team. There's none of that right now. The top dogs are in. The higher scoring teams are in. And I think, I looking at this, Matt could get in. He's got such an uphill climb. Because he's got talent. He's got Wentz, who put up 30 points. Wentz can still get points for fantasy purposes. He's got Gurley. He's got Josh Jacobs coming back off a bye. You know, he's got Baker Mayfield. He's got Big Ben. I don't know what's up with Big Ben, why he isn't putting up more. But he's got talented players there. Mike Evans, Robert Woods, both those were in weeks where the, the game just wasn't going. You know, Evans wasn't needed in that game. So I would not sell or bail on him. Now, if Matt decides, he can trade. But if I'm Matt, I'm not giving up yet. With Josh Jacobs coming back off his bye week, you got some a solid roster to where you could still sneak in four or five wins, add it on to that, and maybe get seven and get into the playoffs. We'll see if that if what Matt decides to do. But he's had several seasons where he struggled. And if I see any kind of glimmer of hope, and I think Matt's team can still do it, um, make some waiver wire moves. Make a trade. You know, there, you go after. Talk to Eric. Make a move to get a top receiver. Talk to Elijah. You know, see if Christian wants to do it. Oh man, the time's almost up. Oh, I didn't get to finish talking about Brian. There's only two minutes left because I can't do more than an hour. But anyways, as I was talking about on our video, Brian's next three opponents combined for three wins. So I am not, if I am Brian, I am definitely not bailing on season yet. If he wants to with Zeke, if he wants to because he knows Zeke's a free agent, get what he can, I could see him going for it and making that trade. Uh, but with Montgomery, Brady, if they ever decide to stink and throw to Judy, he's got talented players there. Bridgewater, for the most part, has been really well. Patrick, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller will both be back after his bye. I can still see Brian uh, making a push, trying to knock me out, trying to knock Brian out. You know, I, we're, I, the reason I choose, even though I'm five and one, like I said, three of the games uh, I scored 170, I could have easily lost. But it, uh, I could see Brian trying to push for me, push for Mario, pass one of us because it's going to be hard to beat the four um, Mount Rushmore guys. Uh, that's it, guys, for the video. This was planned to be 20 to 25 minutes, and it went 59 minutes. I hope you enjoy it. I will continue. Uh, tomorrow will be our preview show, and we will talk about Thursday Night Football. So have a good uh, Wednesday. Be safe, and talk to you later.